Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Uh With me today, again, is my lovely wife, Natasha. No same last name still. Yeah, I feel like we don't need to do that bit every single time. I think this is episode 18 of the show. Is it really? Yeah. What are you going to do at episode 20? Uh, Anything special? I'll record another episode. Well, that'll be another one. You seem to be on all the even ones. So it'll be another you Do I get one. something special for the 20th episode then? You get to be I'm on my show. I'm a lot of weight, and my name's not even on this podcast. My name's not on the podcast either. But you said your first and last name. You didn't say my last name. Well, because I just want people to assume you have the same last name as me. I do. Let's move a little closer to the mic, because when you got quiet, you almost went off register Is that better? There. I appreciate it. Well, we're hoping that's better, because we're not going to stop this and double-check it. No, no, no. Hopefully, we're all good this episode. No stopping, no editing. It'll just be one long take. Um... Of us annoyingly talking at you and not with you. Well, that's how podcasts work. You can't talk with people during the podcast. Unless you go, like, there are some... You don't talk back to podcasts when you listen? Uh, if they're, if they're like, going, like, okay, this person that was in this movie and they can't they can't think of the name, I'm like, it's obviously so-and-so. And they're just like, oh, my listeners must be going crazy because oh, they can't think of the name. I, yeah, we listen to different podcasts. Yeah, you listen to True Crime. I listen yeah, to- and I'm like... It's the husband every time. I listen to comedy and uh, entertainment podcasts. I mean, my, my whole format is basically ripped off of like old podcasts I used you to listen to. You can't say that because then you can get infringement. I do it differently than they do, but it was definitely inspired. Okay, so we have a lot to get into this week. This is our last Halloween episode. After that, we're going to be moving on to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, are we having a Thanksgiving episode? I have no idea. I have some ideas of stuff that I might try to do for Thanksgiving one. Some stuff? Like yeah. stuffing? I hate stuffing. So no no stuffing. I hate most You're Thanksgiving food. You hate a Thanksgiving lot of is a terrible though. holiday. It's, well, I mean, yeah, because they slaughtered a bunch of people. Well, yeah, that, that, yeah that, <laughs> I, besides that, the food's not that good. Give me some green bean casserole and then kind of call it a day. I don't know why you don't like stuffing. It's pretty dope. It is disgusting. Disgusting. To be fair, I've only ever had Stouffer's stuffing, and that was enough for me. I can't I can't deal with that. We could throw that into another challenge during Thanksgiving or something like no, that. No! Why let's, are you desecrating good foods? Let's bring up the challenge for this week. Okay, so if you guys have been listening to the last few times we've had Dasha on the show, we've been doing drinking games. And I realized at the last episode, it's a lose-lose for me, basically. There's no winning for me. If she gets one right, I have to take a disgusting sip of wine... And that fucking sucks. I don't just hate the feeling of being drunk. I hate the drinking of well, the drink because it's disgusting. It's always disgusting. Mm-hmm. So I came up with another idea that is heavy on the punishment, but hopefully doesn't happen this time. I have come up with a list of celebrity names just like before. She has to guess if they're active or inactive. Uh, three years is the is the maximum for not working. If they haven't worked for three years in a major movie, at least a well-known movie, or as a main character in a TV show, then they are no longer con- considered active. So she has to get 7 out of 10 correct. She gets 3 wrong. Because he's skewing it even further. Yes, I am. Because this this is a is a do it or don't do it. It is the peanut butter challenge. Now, for those of you who know me for a long time, maybe listen to a few of the episodes, I hate peanut butter with a passion. It's I don't my like, favorite food. I don't like looking at it. I don't like the smell yeah, of it. Yeah, like deadass. Like he'll be like, can you not eat those Reese's Pieces over here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's disgusting. Uh, if I have to put it, I, I ask her if she leaves it on the counter, if she could put the count, the jar away 
because I hate touching the jar. Everything about it disgusts me to no end. So, of course, I figured since... When's the last time you think you had some peanut butter? I was in elementary school for sure. So, like 100 years ago. Yeah, because I'm, I'm super old. Yeah. I did have a... <laughs> I had one of my first conversations with my doctor today about, like, when you get to your age... <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not young anymore. If I'm getting, when to get to the age you're at, we conversations. We haven't been young for a while. I have, I'm, I've been in denial. I did not like that conversation. Oh, like, really? We're having this conversation? And you have a birthday coming up. Yeah. Uh, yay. I used to mock people for getting upset about that, but I then realized it means you're closer to death. Like you're, I'm way closer to the finish line than was when I started. But like, to be honest, though, that that finish line. Could have been anywhere from true, but now. you never know how close the finish line is. You just know you're moving closer to it. Okay. And yeah, so that's fun. I don't know why I brought Anyways, that up. Anyways, peanut butter. So, so okay, like I don't. I want you to lose because I like winning, but also I don't want you to lose and be over the top dramatic over some peanut butter and ruining it. I, I will be over top dramatic. I uh, at my work. Uh, I work in a warehouse, and we often have, like, things that we stuff inside the boxes from companies, like samples. And for a while, they give out sample boxes of Reese's Puff cereal. Why you never give this to me? Because I, you're not supposed to take It's home. samples. They're you're not free. Supposed to, yeah, they're free to the consumer, but not for us to take home. Although, people stole shit. I've seen it. I'm like, just don't leave the trash in my spot. But they always leave trash in my spot. I'm like, you guys are framing me. Anyway, on the box, you know, it's Reese's Puff, so it's all, like, puffy cereal looks like Pops. But there's a picture of like peanut butter being spread, and I hated looking at the box. It disgusted me so much. So I'm not lying when I say this is a punishment for I've me. I've never had a food disgust me this much. Oh, I'm disgusted like, by so like, many things. I think that the most disgusting thing you eat that like a lot of people eat is like the fat on meat. Oh, prime rib fat. Yeah, oh, like God, that. So okay, like peanut butter is nuts and sugar. Oh, yeah, like and you're legitimately eating the fat of another animal. And, and here's the weird thing about me with peanut butter. I enjoy peanuts. You give me a full peanut and the squished up stuff, I'm all for it. And enjoy a peanut. It's not as good. It's not my favorite thing, but I do enjoy a good peanut every once in a while. So, yeah. And here's the also thing with it. Uh, I am not going to be able to pick my amount. I can't just scoop up a little you, teeny tiny you, bit. You, you almost, you basically chose the amount I can give you. I told you, you cannot take an oversized spoon. She <laughs> could take a regular size, but not, not the teaspoon, a regular size spoon. Why do you use a big spoon? Well, you're using the bigger of the two regular spoons, but you're not using like an oversized serving spoon. You're putting a lot of, of, uh, rules on this challenge. Any peanut butter is too much for me. I'll give you a chance to torture me. So I think I'm being fair. Uh, so I also have found that doing this th these lists every episode I have her on is kind of hard. So I themed it, which actually might go in What's your the favor. Theme? Okay, so this is a thing I've heard, and you're the, you're the exception to this rule. You heard from who? This is like a thing online, people say. Uh, people are either Seinfeld people or Friends people. Uh, you're not both. I'm neither. And you're though. neither. That's why I said you're the exception to the rule. <laughs> so. But keeping in with that theme, every single person on this list is from Seinfeld or Friends. That's not fair. I think it's very fair because some of them you'll be able to figure out. But then why wouldn't you just tell me this rule ahead of time then? Because I didn't want you to look it up. Before you had the whole internet to look up. Now you had two things. I don't trust you not to go look it up and go like, okay, I know this now. Can I see pictures? Can you look at pictures of them? 
You know who they are. No, we don't. You know who everybody is. I'll tell you what role they play if, that, if you're confused by that, by just the name. But you know who everybody in these shows are. I feel like you stacked this against me. I have only picked main characters in the show. It's not like I went with, uh, can you tell me if Gunther is still working? I picked the main cast members. Who's Gunther? It's... Gunther's the guy who works at the coffee shop that Rachel works at. Oh, she worked there? I just thought they'd just go there. Yeah, she worked. You got the job. She in the first had a episode. job. I yeah yeah. She had lots of jobs. I used to watch a show because it was my sister's favorite show for a long time, and <laughs> she played Friends trivia game, and I was better at it than her. So like I know the show, but I never seen it to the Do you end. Think you just I hated exhausted it your point. sister because you're kind of difficult to play board games with. And I'm a know it all, and I don't like to be wrong. I don't know, but I think I think I was just better at it. But when, I never finished the show, so I don't know if Ross and Rachel got together. I'm assuming that they did. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, so let's, before we get into the entertainment news for the week, I think we've given a pretty good preamble there. Let's do the first one. Okay, so is it they are working or not? No, you do not get the look. <laughs> Why? Because no. I need to see, I need to check the spelling of their name. That doesn't matter. All right, the first one, Matthew Perry. He played Chandler Bing. What's the rule, three years? Three years. Is Matthew Perry in something in the past three years? That is the question. I'm going to say no. Damn it. Yes! Uh, you got the first one. All right. So I'm, I'm going to have this thing right here. I'm going to mark everything. You did not that. put those supplies there. No, I didn't. But they happened to be there. I realized I needed to keep track. So you have one. Remember, you had to get seven <laughs> to be able to do this. And that was one of the ones I figured would go in my favor because he uh, he's barely outside the range. What is What was he in? Before this, he was on The Odd Couple, which just ended. I don't know what that is. You, you never heard of The Odd Couple? Wasn't that like an old, old show? There was an old movie starring uh, uh, Jack Lemmon and Matthew, uh, Walter Matthau. Then they made a TV show that followed that. And then they made a new TV show with Matthew Perry and Tom Lennon. And that ended just months out of the range. Why did it end? It ended because it didn't do well. It lasted for three seasons, though. Uh, yeah, so... Just Sorry, Matthew Perry. Maybe next time. All right. So you fucked me over there. I fucked <laughs> you. You fucked me over there. You had the odds stacked against me, and yeah, I guessed yeah, right. I know. But that was one of the ones I was almost certain, like, that one's going to save me. Because I figured you'd go, like, oh, he was on The Odd Couple. That's just on. Because it just barely is outside the range. What is that even on? What show? What channel? CBS. We don't watch CBS. I know, but I thought you would have heard of it. I guess not. <laughs> okay. Um... Let's do the first movie news. I'm going to delete some of these because they're not interesting. Like, you don't care that there's a new Conan the Barbarian TV show coming. <laughs> um, okay, so the first one. All right, so Disney is working to make everything that it has into a movie. If they own the property, they're going to make a movie of it. They made uh, some of the rides in the movies, Haunted Mansion, mm -hmm. Rides of Caribbean. They got uh, Jungle Cruise coming. What do you think of Space Mountain the movie? Wasn't that Avengers Endgame? How how is that Avengers Endgame? They were in space. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a little bit. But I will say the thing I think is kind of weird is that like like Haunted Mansion has a story. Uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean kind of has a story. There's no characters in, in Space Mountain. There's maybe, people that launch maybe, you and that's there's it. There's an abominable snowman, isn't there? No, that's Matterhorn. Okay, whatever. Um, Matterhorn, I could see being a movie. Maybe you just never care to ask Space Mountain what their history was. The only time they ever have a character is in Halloween. They have a cosmic ghost. But that's it. Maybe it's based on a cosmic ghost. Maybe, but then it's... Called... That he hides every 
He hides All the rest around, of the year. Yeah, because he nobody asks him his story. Maybe. I think they're, the they were pushing it with Jungle Cruise, and now this is just fucking ridiculous. But, you know, it's Disney. And well, they kind of get got to get that money back. They're not making any money They're making money right no now. money. But they're not going to make any money off of this if we don't get theaters opening again soon. But, you know, here's the thing. I have seen Disney movies, and I think, like, oh, that looks stupid. I don't want to see it. But it's Disney, so I'm going to check it out. Unless there's a sequel. Like, I saw Maleficent, hated that, didn't see the sequel. But I've seen every single one of the live-action remakes, and I've hated almost all of them. So, they got me. It doesn't matter, so I guess I can't really complain. Disney knows. It's programmed in your head. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so this is, I think, oh, you know, let's do another question. Oh. Let's do that. All right, I'm just going to go in order. So it's going to go Friends cast and then Seinfeld cast. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. She's in that show that you watched. Yeah. Isn't there a Friends reboot? No, there's a reunion where they're just going to hang around and talk about the fact that they were in Friends. And get paid probably like a million dollars. Oh, they got, they, yeah, they were supposed to get paid. A, I'm not sure if they had already been paid because it was already supposed to happen. Uh-huh. But it keeps getting pushed back because of the pandemic. I'm going to say Courtney Cox is in something. No. No? It's been years. Really? She has one of my favorites. She has a presence online, though. That doesn't mean anything, though. And she's I'm, probably guest starred in okay, things. Okay, calm down. Oh, wait, but guest starring is a no, thing. No, I said it has to be a, a cast member, not guest star. Wait, okay, when are you a guest star versus a cast member? You are on the, you're on the credits. You're paid as a, a star, not as a, as a guest star. Okay. Not on an episode here or there. You're our main character. But if their name's in the credits because they're on that episode... Not, they're not in like like there. It said if they're a guest star, it'll say guest starring. That doesn't count. I think you're just making up a lot of rules. I right gave now. these rules beforehand. This is how. I, it's, but the rules were if they're in something. No, I said main character. I said that. I never said. Courtney Cox is never gonna be a main character in anything. She's been a main character. She was in. She was in Friends. She was in Cougar Town. She was in Dirt. All oh, those got canceled. Yes, besides Friends, and Dirt was pretty good. Well, the first season, second season was shit. All right, that's probably why I get canceled. Also, writer's strike. All right, so let's move on to the next news story. I think this is interesting because I feel like the, the it already fits his tone. They're going to make a live-action The Addams Family TV series made by Tim Burton. Uh, I feel like Tim Burton has a, a sour taste in people's mouths right now. He does, but this fits into his aesthetic. I mean, you watch the old ones, and they feel like Tim Burton films. Yes, I I agree that if somebody were to do it, he would be a great person to do it. But it's either going to go one of two ways, where he's not going to include people of color. Well, Dan's family doesn't have people of color. But does it matter at this point? No, it doesn't. But like, if it's a family, they kind of have to stick with. Why? Well, because they're a family. The main character, the Adams family, are all have to be, are probably going to be one thing. I feel like you can just. You may make one of the parents a different race and the kids mixed, but for the most part, they're probably going to be one race. I feel like I feel I feel like you can just get away with having different people of color in a family like that, and like it'll be just one of like the creative like things like the director or whoever made the show did, and just never regard the question. Just like what? Like if they're a family, just leave it at that. What I say, and this is the same thing with, like, when they made the Fantastic Four reboot and they had Michael B. Jordan be Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. If they're going to go for it, they have to go for it all the way. So, like, they shouldn't just have had, like, Johnny Storm be black. They should also have had his sister be black. But weird that there's a, they decide to make, like, one sibling that way. So if they do this, I think it should be an entire family of color. 
but I don't think like that I'm going to fault them if they're all white people. I feel like that's one of the cases where I feel like you get congratulations because- if you do it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to hold it against you if you don't. At least the ad is fairly proper. If they have a larger cast of supporting characters, there should be more than just one color in there. Yeah, and I feel like because of his track record, that's not going to No, it's happen. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And a lot of people are going to be upset because a lot of people are more aware of this. Um, I don't think people are going to be as upset as you're thinking they are. You think? I haven't se- seen that much backlash against Tim Burton. the Adams Family. Yeah. I'm confused what your point is there. And then, like, you're, like, and he knows this is a problem, right? I don't think he knows it's a problem. It hasn't really been people a problem for People have called him out for it. Some people call yeah, but the people go right on with that kind of stuff. As long as he's not touching anybody, it, it's going to be something people will comment on, but probably won't think about that much. Um, and then, I forgot else I was going to say. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's all right for us to Now you ruined it. I, I'm interested in it. I think he's never done TV before. Maybe he might be more invested in a TV show than he has been in his movies. I feel like he's kind of phoning it in with his movies by now. And hopefully it means... Do you think Johnny Depp is going to be in this? I was just going to say, or hopefully Johnny Depp will not be in it. I don't think Helena Bonham Carter is going to work with him anymore because they're divorced. You think? Aren't they divorced? Yeah, but like, you think they won't work together? <laughs> you who Would you... Put your your significant other into a project if you didn't have to if you weren't with them anymore. Yeah, because if we had kids, which they do, either yeah. one of us would get a second paycheck to pay for that kid. Yeah, I don't think you'd want to work with the person that if their relationship. Did they have a bad breakup? I don't know. I don't really follow that stuff that well. I don't care about that stuff. I don't even know how I know that they broke up. I came across it one time and I think I told stuck you with that. my head. Okay, maybe it was you. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't think she's going to work with him again. I could be wrong. But, I mean, she seems, she's still getting work, so she doesn't need him to get a job. All right, um, let's do another uh, another one. So you are, we're one and one. Don't count. That has always been the case every single time we've done this. Okay. I've explained it that way. Okay. So it's not cheating if I explained it beforehand. Lisa Kudrow. She's on something. She's on something. I got her on two recent projects. What are they? She was in Booksmart and Space Force. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched both of those. Oh, you watched Space Force? Some of it. It wasn't as funny as I thought no, it was No, I, I heard it was really bad. And I really I was like, no, just like get into it more. And I'm like, mm. I was super excited for it. It had a great trailer. And everything I heard about was that was terrible. So, like, are you ever going to watch it? No. Okay, so, like... Lisa Kudrow plays um, Steve Carell's wife, right? Okay. The first, the pilot, they're all together as a happy family or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Then the rest of the season, she's in jail, and they never mention why. He goes to visit her in jail. They have conjugal visits and stuff, but he they never mention it's why. It's like the mystery of the season? Yeah, and then apparently in the second season, they just keep going on and don't even like... There was a second season? Or I don't know if they're making a second season or whatever. Somebody like Somebody's interview was like, we're never going to say why she's in jail. It's fucking stupid. Like... You need a reason to do something like that. All right. Um, so here's a story I'm not quite sure if I believe, but it's getting reported everywhere. So I usually use it as a barometer if I should talk about it or not. <laughs> well, no. Because like... Everybody's talking about it, so we're going to talk about well, it. Well, no, because that, that makes it more credible than rather than just one lone site saying this thing. Is this why you don't take my advice on things? No. It's just... <laughs> For, for, for entertainment <laughs> news, there's a lot of bogus stories that get out there. 
And the way to differentiate how if you should take them seriously or not is depending on how many sources are talking about it. If you have legitimate sources like Variety, Hollywood Reporter, or other me. places talking about these stories, then I feel more comfortable talking about them than it is if I see one comic book fan site saying this. Okay. Well, All right. What's the thing that Variety told you? Okay. So it is being told that they are now considering shopping around No Time to Die as a straight to streaming movie. The new Jane, the last okay, Daniel Craig you. movie. And they're they are trying to sell it. MGM is trying to sell it. According to this, they're probably losing for money by six hundred million dollars. That's what they're trying to shop around as. They're, they're taking it to, to Netflix, uh, Apple TV, and nobody wants to buy it. They're saying the price is too high so far. They're not going to go for anything less than that. That's, that's a lot what they're of considering. Money. That's a lot Especially, of money. Especially, well, I understand that he has a lot of flashy things in his movies, but I think a lot of those are sponsorships too. Mm-hmm. Because um, I've seen Daniel Craig do ads for, like, Hello Watches and oh, stuff. Oh, whenever the James Bond movie's coming out, he always has a ton of sponsors for, like, mm-hmm. the watches or even alcohol. Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh, because, yeah, they get extra money from that stuff. There's product placement like crazy. Starting and with then the they end can of, use that in part yeah. of the wardrobe or scenes or whatever else. From, like, the end of the Daniel uh, from the end of the Pierce Brosnan era, they start getting really into that. Before, it was just kind of, like, uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, the car or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But now it's, like... Those movies are sponsored like crazy. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming Daniel Craig is getting Boko Buck to be in the movie. And it probably costs a lot of money to shoot the movie. But $600 million. I don't, it's not, it's I not an Avengers movie. So it's not, it, 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 I've never seen, since I've become a huge James Bond fan, I've never seen it win the weekend, opening weekend. It usually loses no. like Happy Feet or and something like, like that. And people our age don't go see these either. No, they do. I don't think it's as popular as the older generation. But I think uh, it's... It's decently popular among males. I'm not saying women don't watch it too, but it's decently still popular among males. Do you think that the movie cost that to make, or they're just trying to make they're a trying to, hell well, of they're, they're, right they're not trying to just make back their costs. They're trying to make money from yeah. this. Because they, they may not be the biggest money, but James Bond is a solid mm-hmm. entry into making a movie. Like, you're going to make money when you make a James Bond movie, no matter how shitty it is. Die another day... Made a lot of money, and that's a terrible movie. I wonder, like, I wonder if there's like a projection of like every month they shelf this, or they don't get a buyer or whatever. How much money they lose? Well, I think it's not that they're losing money because everything's done with it right now. Right. So I don't think it's that. It's that the company's not making any money right now, and they need a way to generate income. So. And you know that income is not going to go to lowly employees like no. us. It would be like. Here, CEO, here's another billion dollars so you can go take a private jet somewhere. And not only that, like, the the things for the people that I'm worried about, I just don't want to see the last Daniel Craig movie on a small screen. I mean, our that is an experience. It, our screen's fine, but, like, James Bond, it, it, just like the Black Widow movie, these are movies that should be seen on the big screen. We should so be taking So are you home. blaming coronavirus? Well, yeah, it's coronavirus. yeah. What do you want us to do about that? Sir? I want to. No, I'm just saying. Like I, I, I'm saying they should wait. I want them to wait. I don't care how long I have to wait. I don't want to see this movie on small screen. I'm just saying my opinion as a fan. Okay. I don't want, want to see the movie on the small screen. I want to see it on the big screen, especially because it's his last movie. I mean, I. Would, I'd feel differently if it wasn't like the conclusion to a story. I would want Black Widow on a bigger screen than James Bond because I feel like that would do more for womankind. Yeah, but I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking about the political things of this thing. I want to see both of them on okay, the big I'm screen. Okay, I'm just saying as a fan. Sir. Okay, I'm Please saying. Please validate my feelings. <laughs> no, sir. I'm just saying both of them are valid. I I think that these are spectacle movies. I want to see them on the big Isn't screen. Isn't Daniel Craig pretty short? 
I have no idea. I think he's I think he's like five ten, uh, five eleven, six foot, something like that. I don't think he's short. You just kept climbing there. Bro. Well, okay, fine. I will look it up. He's a he's a, he's like my height or taller. I thought he was like five nine. Daniel Craig, height. 5'10". He's my height. I am, I'm basically Daniel Craig. You are married to Daniel Craig. So good for you. That's cool. Alright, so we got into a weird fight about, about that, that movie. Was that a fight? I'm not sure if it was a fight fight, but it was a weird little moment there. Alright, uh, next person on the list. So you, yeah. you have two, I have one, and you have to get seven correct. Are they numbered on your phone? No, but I'm, I'm writing them down. Oh, I thought that was just a scratch down there. My bad. All right. Uh, so we have Matt LeBlanc. This guy's in something, so yes. Damn it. Because I thought you went, no, this was on CBS. You talked you, about his show. Well, no, I never watched that show. I watched one of his older shows. That what that was over, that's been done for like five years. So, Whatever. He's in something. It's on Man with a Plan. Some stupid looking CBS sitcom. So you now Did have. Did he play a doctor? I don't think so. Oh. I don't really know much about. It. I don't even know what the concept is. I feel like that's is. what I know something recently. In. He was on on Friends. He played a soap opera doctor. You think that's it? No, because he had gray hair. Well, maybe he was. A, Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. Anyways, I'm winning. Don't really care that much about Matt LeBlanc. All right. This, yeah, this is too scary for me. <laughs> I really don't want this. I'm gonna edit this so it, it looks like you did terribly. And it's not you, you don't know how to edit, so you're not going to do shit. You don't know. All right, so this is not surprising in the least, but I thought I should report about it. Tell me. Quibi is shutting oh, down. Oh, I heard this on TikTok. All right, so for those of you who don't know what Quibi is, Quibi is Quick Bites. And uh, basically, it's like YouTube, except you have to pay for it. And they got tons of short 10-minute uh Episodes of TV shows that they made, and they got a they spent a shit ton of money on this, like billions. They lost a lot of money. They hired so much talent to do these short, quick films. They advertised it like crazy. They had Anna Kendrick, and they brought back real nine one one, not nine one. Sophie yeah. Turner. Yeah, they uh, Ron Funches, a comedian I like, was talking about this. He said he's sad that it's gone because nobody, not even Comedy Central, has spent this much money on comedians on paying comedians to yeah. work. So that does suck. And then here's the thing. I was kind of interested in some of those shows, but not enough to pay for them. Like Anna Kendrick's show where she's hanging out with the talking sex doll. Sounded, sounds interesting Oh, to that's me. where it was on? Yeah. I want to see that. Maybe somebody else will pick it up and they can make some money back. The thing I'm worried about with that is that Quibi was very big on they shot their shows in a weird format. You do not turn your, your phone uh, horizontally. Turn it vertical. So it's not going to fit on can your TV you turn, right. Can you turn our TV vertical? I don't, either there, it's just going to have like this weird like full, full screen bars on, on both sides of it. Or we just have to lay sideways to watch it. Or yeah, either that, it's, it's, so that makes you worry about the content getting out anywhere. It was a terrible idea. They're blaming coronavirus. No, uh, when I first saw it too, um, like I saw a bunch of Sophie Turner's um, ad space for it and I was like, this doesn't sound like anything. I mean, we, we already have like five or six streaming services. Yeah. Like, we're not going to pay an extra $10 for... Something you can only watch on your phone. Yeah. Or I didn't know it was only... Yeah, that's why, that's why it's filmed that way. It's supposed to be like, you're on the go and you want to stream something. Watch one of our shows. And that's why they're blaming coronavirus. Because no one's on the go anymore. Everyone's on, everyone's no, because everybody's home. on their phone at home. Okay, like, that's yeah. such a big deal. It, you know, it's, 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 it's a terrible idea. They got a ton of money for it. 
There's uh, here's like the thing. Billions, also, they lost billions of dollars. Also, most of their content got bad reviews, so they, yeah, they spent money on bad content. And they didn't have time. They didn't have time to develop development. anything. Yeah, I mean, fuck, just even YouTube does better with that kind of stuff. Although they I lost mean, their biggest show to Netflix now. What was it? Cobra Kai was the only reason when people would buy oh. YouTube Premium, and now that's a Netflix show. Yeah, YouTube, you need to stop asking me if I'm going to buy YouTube Premium, because... Not going to do it. I mean, it's been like three years I've had that, but I'm just not going to. But no one wants to pay for YouTube. We have it for free. <laughs> We're yeah. not going to really yeah, yeah, pay yeah. the extra. I keep my phone o- screen open if I want to hear a music video. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Shit, I'm so <laughs> worried. Are we halfway through? Uh, We are... This will be the halfway through point. Okay. David Schwimmer. No. Wrong. What is he in? He is on some BBC program I've never Shut heard of up! called Intelligence. But we don't have BBC. Doesn't count. I said main character. I didn't. That one doesn't have to be major. It says to be main character on a TV show, and that was Intelligence. So you have one more you can get. What wrong. do I get if I lose? What do you mean? What do you get? No one wins anything if they lose. You won peanut butter. If you lose, what do I win if I lose? Well, we have a jar of peanut butter downstairs that you I don't want yourself. peanut butter. You don't win anything. You want a punishment? Because that's what I get if I, no. if I lose. Then you don't get anything. That's not how this Why? works. If you win, you get the I TV. I spend all my time on your podcast. I have no time for anything else. <laughs> the podcast I asked you to be on once a month? Yeah. I, I think it you takes have a time. lot of energy. You don't even prepare anything. You just come in here and sit down and talk. We don't talk enough, so I have to put all of my energy into this. <laughs> okay. So that's why, you've been so, like, that's you, why you've been so quiet all month, because you've been saving up your conversation. Yes, dude. That's what I'm telling you. I did not know this. <sighs> and now this is already draining all my energy, so what are you going to get me after uh, I lose? I'm not giving you anything. Come on. All right. So, well, here, here, this story might be a gift for you. I doubt it. Now, we know you loved Suicide Squad. And probably your favorite thing about that was Jared Leto's Joker, right? You loved that. She's giving me an angry look. Because if people can't get her look or a line. I don't get the hype about Jared Leto. Like, I don't get the hype. Like, I think he was overblown and people are like, oh my gosh, he's such a good actor. Probably because, like, he's, uh, what is it? It's called a method actor, I think. I think. I think. Yes. Is that what that is? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's all wrong. (laughs) I think that's it. Yeah. Where they're like, why are you ruining <coughs> my podcast? Where like they suffer for the crap, like like Christian Bale, they all lose all the weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. I think it's method. Like I remember um, during like the filming or pre-filming of Suicide Squad, like um, the other cast member said that Jared Leto sent them like dumb things in the mail, like he sent Margot Robbie a dead rat. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, no, that's not cool. For like, you did not send need to send that to her. And second of all, the postal workers that had to deal with that. Was probably pissed because it smelled like shit. Um, so I think he probably gets interesting parts because he's selective and rich enough to be selective. And he, he, won a, he won an Academy Award for one of those. Good for him. But I think he's kind of... Like, I don't get the hype. And I don't get the hype about his Joker either because I think it's probably one of the worst renditions of it. Oh, yeah. It's very like, divisive. But, like, every article I read about is, like, he wasn't happy that he wasn't in Suicide Squad more or he yeah. wasn't in this more or he didn't get this screen time or they didn't ask him to be in Harley Quinn more. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, why are you upset? But the, your complaints about the method actor remind me of a story that's a little off topic. We'll get back to the topic soon. Uh, so you, the method actor thing, I completely agree. I think that's stupid. 
Uh, there's a famous story uh, on the movie. Have you ever heard of Marathon Man? No. Okay, it's a Dustin Hoffman movie with and him. And he ran marathons? No. It's, it's about him uh, and Laurence Olivier. And basically, Dustin Hoffman is a, is a method actor. Laurence Olivier uh, just... I can't think of the word for it, but he does... Just acts. <laughs> he just acts, basically. Uh, he does his job. And so, like, on this movie, there's a, there's a torture scene where Laurence Olivier is torturing uh, Dustin Hoffman. And basically, so Dustin Hoffman, in order to get into the role, stayed up for, like, several days straight, didn't shower, basically suffered for his art. And when, when he came into the scene and he Laurence Olivier found out what he did, Laurence Olivier is an Oscar-winning actor. Mm-hmm. He's just like, why don't you just act? Is Justin Hoffman, does he have an Oscar? I am almost certain. I'm not 100% on it, but I'm almost certain he does. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. But I think most of that stuff is is just them being pretentious and having like a story. You don't need to method act. You just need to get into the mind of your character. I know character. Sasha Baron Cohen is supposed to be a method actress whenever he does the Borat movies. Yeah, he stays completely in character and all the time. And like Isla Fisher, his wife, has made multiple interview statements about how... She can't be around him during those times. Well, yeah. Can you imagine living with Borat? Yeah. I've never seen a Borat movie because I got sick of the impressions before I got around to seeing it. So I can't imagine living with the best impressions of that character. It'd be fucking annoying. All right. So, uh... Back to... Okay. Back to Jared Leto. So, you know, everyone's been pushing for the Snyder Cut. Uh, Is this a thing or is uh, this a fairy tale at this point? No. If you go online... Oh, you don't don't know yet? Snyder Cut's coming. HBO Max decided to go ahead with the Snyder Cut. How much more is the Snyder Cut? It's basically, he said he's not going to use anything from the Josh Whedon cut, the Josh Whedon shot that he didn't. And that's a lot. He's, he stopped pretty like maybe halfway through the film. So it's only going to be like a 45 minute film? No, he's going to, they're going to shoot new stuff for it. They're going to shoot stuff to go oh into it. Oh my God. And it's going to be, basically they're going to release it as a miniseries. It's going to be several long episodes, like maybe three, three to six episodes. And I don't remember the exact thing because I don't have that story in front of me. So they're going to bring in, like, originally he wanted to have Darkseid, which is basically, like, the Thanos of the DC universe in there. Okay, wait, wait. But if you're reshooting things, it's not the Snyder Cut they all had in their head for the past however many years. No, it's what, he, it's what he had in mind, and now they're going to bring it as an HBO Max miniseries. That's what he's saying. He but had that, it in mind. That, but that's a whole well, different Snyder idea. Cut, that... Snyder Cut was supposed to be two movies, two mm-hmm. three-hour movies. So that okay. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't go out of the thing. Uh, and he wasn't able to shoot everything he wanted to do because he had to drop out early for good reason. I think his son or his daughter, one of them committed suicide oh, shit. and he had grie- he was grieving with that. So he yeah, dropped yeah, out yeah, for sure. So, but I've always, I've been saying for so long, you guys don't want the Snyder cut because Jack Zack Snyder is not a good director. He's great visually. He also likes to write a bunch of his stuff and his writing. He I doesn't mean, understand. Was terrible. Pretty to look at. Very good to look at. All his movies are great to look at, um, but his characters act like they're aliens who saw humans interact. What, isn't half of the Justice League aliens? Uh, we got Superman. Who else is an alien? Technically, Wonder Woman is. She's not an alien. She's a legal alien. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> she's a long lost breed of humans. Yeah, but she's not an alien. Uh, so, and one of the things that they're adding on, this is a story getting back to Jared Leto. Jared Leto's, Leto's Joker is going to appear in the Snyder Cut. Another reason why I'm saying Zack Snyder is not the person that we wanted. Also, I will say this. I thought Suicide Squad came out after Justice League. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it came out before. I hope. I really I really hope if this does get released or whatever you're saying gets released. It's going to HBO Max. I hope 
it's as mediocre as everybody thinks it's going to be. Oh, yeah, me too. Because, so the Snyder Cut... Well, not everyone, boys. Doesn't, everyone doesn't think it's going to be mediocre. The, the fanboys no, think okay, it's going to be yeah. the greatest thing okay, ever. Okay, Snyder Cut boys, right? Okay. They're probably along the same lines where they probably think that their taste in whatever they're into is way above everybody else's. They probably think, I mean, Wolf on Wall Street was a great movie. Yeah. But, like, there's people that swear by it. And I'm like, it's like, it's one of those movies that are going down in history of, like, oh, my gosh, you haven't seen this movie. We're going to watch it tonight. Like, like. Uh, That's so weird. I have not talked about that movie with anybody since it came out. I liked it a lot. Um, Like, The Godfather. People are like, uh, you've never seen The Godfather? Oh, my God. And I think sometimes with these movies, once they, um. Once they get that kind of mystique about them, or yeah, some, yeah, yeah. That like cred, it never goes. It's always well, shrouded there. Like not it never just goes that. Away. I feel like most a lot of people that come in later, like maybe it hasn't aged that well. They can't come in and say their opinions because it's considered fact that these movies are yeah. great. Because I gotta tell you, I saw The Godfather, and I got so much shit when I said it was fine. Yeah, it was not the greatest movie. You want to watch a great gangster film? Watch Goodfellas. That held up well. Godfather had good moments and had great scenes was not that good of a movie. Second one was better. I still give it a four out of five. It's still not the greatest movie ever mm-hmm. made. But by saying that, I got ostracized by so many people. So many people got mad at me. Good. I'd you be, spend more time with me. I'd be meeting people for the first time. Somebody in my group would go like, oh, don't listen to this guy. He didn't think Godfather was a good movie. While, while I'm meeting somebody. Not a good movie. It's not that great of a movie. But like, I feel like that's what's going to happen with Snyder Cut. Like, even before it even happens, people are going to like, it's the greatest movie of all time. Well, I'll say this. It'll be different because uh, like Godfather is among cinephiles as like one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. This will be among comic book geeks and then turns more into the DC geeks, gets more niche because there's DC versus Marvel geeks. So the DC fanboys are the ones that are going to claim on to this. I'm glad I'm not, I'm not dating when this comes out. I feel like... That'll be like, oh my gosh, you never saw the Snyder Cut. We're going to go watch it now. Here's the thing. I've hated the vast majority of DC's movies. Mm-hmm. I've also seen all of them. I'm going to probably watch this and be angry the entire time. Yeah, I want to watch it and watch Wonder Woman. She's fucking hot. Oh, yeah. I love her, too. She's a good actress. Why is it you're allowed to say that? But if I mention a woman's pretty or something like that or hot, you go like, it's not about that. Uh, because I have a deeper appreciation for her other than her body. Okay. Okay, it's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, it is. All right. So let's go into the next person on the list. Mm-hmm. Also, she's a bad singer. We can say that, though. I, I, don't, I mean, you can't really tell off of that one video. It was a bad idea, the, the Imagine video. All right. When is her movie coming out? Wonder Woman? Yeah. Keeps getting moved. Can you ask them to reset too? To what? Release that too. You want it on streaming? Yeah. I want to see that on the big screen. Oh my gosh. Bro. I'm all about these comic book movies need to see be seen on the big screen. Okay, anyways. All right. Do you know who she's based off of? Who Wonder Woman's yeah. based off of? I know that the guy who created her was into S&M and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't know about that, but... That's why she has all the rope stuff. Um, And then sure. the guy who... And then also the light... I think he also helped create the lie detector, which is also where the rope came from. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. But I don't know anything about her. So, the guy that invented her was, like, some professor. No, actually, I like I take that back. He had mediocre jobs, their whole relationship. But this guy married this lady, okay? Mm-hmm. And the lady uh, was a professor, and she ended up putting her two kids and Wonder Woman's two kids through school. Um, and then uh, they met a lady who... I haven't even seen the movie. I want to see the movie, but it's also, like... Uh, I, 
I'm really lazy about starting something okay, new right now. I gotta say, you're being very confusing and you're not giving me specifics, so people don't know what you're talking about. That's okay. I don't know Nobody what you're talking about. Anyway. Okay. Ouch, but yes. <laughs> Ouch, but true. How? Why can you say it and I can't say it? Ouch, but true. Because it's my show. <laughs> fine, it's I'll fine watch what I the say. movie and I'll come back next time with proper things. Well, you said took Wonder Woman's kids to school, but we don't know who Wonder Woman is. So it sounds like you're talking about... I was about getting there. As if it was a real person. She was Wonder... based on a real person. But the, no, but you didn't say the person she's based on. You said Wonder Woman. Like, Diana was, like, sitting in an apartment with kids. No, they had a house. Okay, I'm sorry. Jesus. And they lived in the same house. But anyways, she started out as their housekeeper. His assistant, and then their housekeeper, quote-unquote, and then, like, lady friend. And then she stayed with them even after the guy died, the creator died. Mm -hmm. But her cufflings, because the guy that created Wonder Woman was already married, and obviously, like, you can't get married again in America like that. She had two bracelets on her arms, one for each of them, and that's where the bracelets came from. Oh, okay. So lots of it, lots of Wonder Woman's pulled from this person's real life. That's cool. And she's, like, hella smart, too. I, awesome. I like, like, she was, like, a PhD student when they met or something like that. Like, back in the days where, like, ladies didn't get PhDs. Okay. That, that, no, it's very cool. It's very interesting. I do like how... She, so she's based on this strong woman. Yes. And she later became a strong woman. But she's very sexist in the old ones. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. Like if you, uh, one of her, her main weakness back in the day, if she's tied up by a man, she loses all her powers. That might have been a sex thing. It was most definitely was. Again, bondage was the guy's <laughs> thing. But that's, how, like, that's, that's her kryptonite. Superman has a rock that takes his power away. Just a man ties her up. She's like, oh, no. I mean, back when Superman was, like, popular, though, like, when he first came out, like, they probably only had rocks for weapons, right? Yeah, I mean, most people shot at him. Mm. Most of the people, until Kryptonite was a great... Do you think it was to get guns back then than it is now? I, 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 don't, I don't think. I think guns were always pretty, somewhat easy to get. But I mean, Superman, for a long time, didn't have weaknesses. Okay, I know we weren't talking, this is a news story, but I think this is fascinating. So do you know how, why Kryptonite was invented? Fictionally? Fictionally. Because men suck? We have to kill all men? No. No. I mean, I know you believe that. You, pre you preach that every day. <laughs> so, uh, so, the kryptonite was not created in the comics. It comes from the radio show. Basically, the guy who played Superman wanted to go on vacation. and But he's the main character. How do you keep... It's a, it's a serial, like a soap opera. They had new episodes every day, and he's in all of them. Mm -hmm. So, what they did is they came up with kryptonite, just put him in a room with the kryptonite, and then recorded him moaning a little bit. And just one, he was on vacation. Superman's trapped in a box. They create this kryptonite so he doesn't have his powers. And they just have him moaning every time they go to him. And then they have other people looking for him. They came up with it just so the guy could take vacation. I mean, that is some old school uh, work employee, like, relationship right there. Like, I don't know, they always preach back in the day, like, you stay with a company and your company helps you out throughout your life or whatever. They helped Tommy go on vacation. Yeah, I just think that's cool, so cool. His biggest, one of the most iconic things about Superman, his biggest weakness, was just for a vacation. But also it just shows you that, like, Superman's bullshit, right? Superman's awesome. Yeah, sure. I love Superman. I don't get it. I think Batman's a better character than Superman, but I think Superman is underrated by a lot of people and gets way too much he, hate. He definitely was underrated when Henry Cavill played him, yeah. I mean... Henry Cavill played a great Superman, played a terrible Clark Kent. But that's fine. Yeah, because even Henry Cavill in glasses and six foot whatever he is, 
It's still hella attractive. Well, they like, don't, well, the podcast is not supposed to be unattractive. It's just supposed to be kind of dweebish and uncoordinated. But they never even tried that with him. He's no, just he like, still had muscles. He was just like, well, he always has muscles too. But like, he, uh, they never tried to make it uncoordinated. He was just the same guy with glasses. That's it. He changed nothing about his character. <laughs> do you do you know? Uh, you watched The Witcher, right? No, I haven't. Okay, so but you know, like the time period it's set in, right? I thought it was a fantasy thing. So okay, just yeah, fantasy land. Fantasy land. But the men are supposed men are mainly wearing tights. That's the era they're going for. Okay. okay. The the set. I don't know. The costume people on The Witcher were trying to put him in skin tight tights to go mm-hmm. with the like the aesthetic of the show or whatever, uh-huh. but his thighs were too big. Mm-hmm. They kept... Uh, Ripping the tights? Not stretching them out. Oh, okay. So he just had to wear regular pants. Okay. I thought it was going to be like a John Hamm problem. Because on... Uh, I, I, I know way too much about guys' dicks. <laughs> <laughs> this is one dick you're talking about. Who's the other well, dick? Well, just the fact that I know this story. So on the the final seasons, as Mad Men, uh, Mad Men was a show that took place in the 1960s. And the closer you got to the 70s, the pants got tighter. Uh-huh. So in the later seasons of the show, they had to tighten his pants. And they realized they had a problem that John Hamm's dick was so big, uh-huh. it was way too noticeable in the tight pants. So they kind of had to let his pants out a little bit. So he's just not, like, drawing attention there during There's the scene. There's a whole Tumblr for John Hamm's dick in tight pants. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to check that out. Not that I, I mean, I heard John William Hamm. Defoe has a really huge dick, too. Yeah, but, like... Who cares because of his face? There's paper bags. Yeah, I know. I never heard that one. Michael Fassbender. I, I was just going to say Fassbender heard about that. He has a whole scene in the movie Shame where he's walking naked down the hallway. I've never seen the movie, but, like, I know when, like, the whole, like, Sony email dump happened a few years, like, a decade yeah. ago. Like, it was mentioned in the emails. That he had a big dick? Yeah. Oh, well, and, like, people already knew because of that movie. But, like, the director or somebody, like, higher up in the movie was like, hey, like... He puts everybody else to shame, and like <laughs> after that, like at, like the movie sales or streaming went up for that movie. <laughs> it's called shame, but I don't think he had any shame no. there. All right, well, good for them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> okay, More so dicks? people who used to listen to my my previous podcast, unlicensed film reviewers, one of the people that used to be a regular on my show was this guy Andy Rice. Two stories about him. <laughs> Just because we're talking I like about dicks. I you're literally like putting his name out there like that. Oh, he used to be on my, my, my podcast. And he's putting stuff out there. So like one time, I was hanging out with him. And he, uh, my wife, Tasha, and his his girlfriend at the time were hanging out. He's like, does it ever make you uncomfortable that our wives hang out together? Like, or girlfriends hang out together? He's like, no. It's like, are you worried that they'll talk about your dick? It's like, I'm not worried about that. It's like, but he's like, I am. It's like, oh, so that means you have a small dick. And then today he put out something on Facebook for his comedy. He's doing mm-hmm. live comedy. I don't know where he's doing live comedy right now because I thought those are all closed. <laughs> he has a whole bit about how, how small his dick is. Really? Yes. Like who? Like? Did you listen to the bit? Not funny. Not. Oh, I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. Didn't you just literally say he was our friend of the podcast? He, he was a former uh, member of the, of the show. Yeah. But he has a small dick. He's putting that out there. I mean, I mean, good for you for being that confident. <laughs> yeah, that's his whole thing. Is like women judge too much on small dick, and they should be judging him on his performance. I'm like, okay, good on you, man. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, you don't get coronavirus by doing live shows either. Yeah, I, I doubt he's ever listened to this show. I haven't talked to him 
since I had him on my last show, which is like uh, three years ago. You should have him on the next episode. <laughs> next episode. I'll listen to the previous episode just to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Can you plot a ruler? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so here's the next person on the list of celebrities, oh. if they're working or not. This is the last person from Friends. Uh, you have gotten three right, two mm-hmm. wrong. You can only get one more wrong. After that, you're, you're screwed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston. She's in something. Yeah. That was one of the ones I was worried about because that's a given. She's in the morning show. It's uh, with Steve Carell. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. On Apple TV right now. So she oh, yeah. Had... Apple TV is something else we don't have. Not... We're poor. I'm never going to get it. It's like some you of the shows look good. Like Apple. I, I like Apple. I have an iPod. They're all good. That, you're, you're aging yourself right I know. now. I do not have an iPhone. I have an iPod. does not have the ability to take calls or text or anything like that. But it holds my music. And I likes it. Anyway, so Jennifer Aniston, she's in something? Yeah, she's in Morning Show. Okay, so I win? You uh, you have gotten four right, two wrong. And you still have the cast of Seinfeld to go through. What do I get if I win, though? If you win, you see me suffer. I feel like Seinfeld's going to be harder, though. I don't. Okay, uh, let's do one. I have, I'm saying let's do one more story. There's only one more story that I have. Okay, so they are finally they finally announced that they are going to end the Fast and the Furious franchise Bro. at movie eleven. They're still going to make three more, and the last two are going to be like Infinity War, a two-parter of people doing superhero like shit, like cars. So the first the first last movie they're going to get a flat tire, and the second yeah. the last last movie they're going to like fix it. That's what's going to happen. And more stuff happens like than that. They're already talking about the fact, like they've done so much ridiculous shit that the next one they're probably going to be in space at one point. Because they're just going more I mean, and more ridiculous. Going to space, so like, why not? They okay. The have you seen any of the movies? I've seen the first one for sure. Yeah, the first one. They were just car thieves. Yeah. And now they're they're fucking superheroes taking on spies and shit. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um. I, my favorite thing about the Fast and Furious franchise was when The Rock came out and made an interview and he was like, some of these people on set are little bitches. And he was talking about Vin Diesel or whatever because he didn't want to do a stunt. Vin Diesel also, he, he has a, uh, fuck, there's two rapper guys on there. Ludacris and Tyrese. Okay. One of them had a huge thing against The Rock and got all mad about at him for shit. How are you getting mad so at much, The Rock? There's so much drama on that set. And men, it's all men. It's all men. Well, yeah, because they barely have any women. Michelle Rodriguez has uh, has called them out for that a couple times and it's said her. said uh, she, like she said I will not work on the next film unless there's more female representation. I think that's when they got ladies can be car thieves and spies too. Yeah, I think that's when they start getting like Charlize Theron and Helen Mirren in the movies, which that's such a weird combination to put into those films. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel's the worst. All right, so that's all. I the, am Groot. That's his best role. And he barely does anything; just says his name. Yeah. All right, so let's get into our uh, let's do our first Seinfeld, Seinfeld person. So let's start off with the namesake Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, thank you for repeating the name. In case you didn't know, creator of Seinfeld, the TV Shut show. Up. He has that car show, right? I'll say this: I said this is an acting thing. He could be acting. He doesn't like those people. Okay. That doesn't count if you're going to go with that. Then I'll say no. Okay, then you're right. I was directing you the right way because I didn't want you to say the car show. I was hoping you, you wouldn't... You need to stop saying... St- <laughs> I thought you were... I was hoping you wouldn't say it like, wouldn't say it like that. You'd go like, he's in the car show. It's an, I thought that'd be your reason, but you said it out loud. I didn't want you to think I was cheating. So I directed no, you the right way. No, it is cheating because you just 
said acting before. You just said they had to be a main character. And it, yeah. This that is doesn't a, imply they're acting. Okay. By the way, but I clarified beforehand, so you're fine. Hey, I'm just... We need to write down rules next time, sir. This is an acting thing. It's not about No, you said main character. Yeah. We're, we're to, I said, this is, let's see if they still are working actors. Yeah. He is a That's working actor. That's not an actor. That's not acting. That's not the same thing. You don't know. Yes, I do. Maybe he's not even driving those cars. It's, it doesn't matter. I gave you the answer, basically. Okay. I saved you there and fucked myself over. Because okay. there's only three names oh, left. Oh, jeez. Okay, so let's get into... Uh, we saw a bunch of uh, of pro movies and TV shows stuff this week that we need to get into. It's our last Halloween episode, so we're going to be covering a lot. I even cut out some stuff I wanted to talk about. Why? Because there's too much reviews. Because we saw we saw Zombieland two. We saw the girl with all the gifts. But I wanted to see, see some stuff that I think people haven't seen. Talk about those. First thing I want to talk about because I told said already in another podcast I was going to be doing this. So I want to talk about the video game Doom. I think some people played it within the past four years that it came yeah. out, though. Okay, but I was going, I already okay. mentioned on another episode I was going to do this. Okay. All right, so here's the plot for the game Doom. On Mars, a massive research facility tapping energy from hell as... <clears throat> sorry, my throat's getting messed up. A research facility tapping energy from hell has been overwhelmed by demonic forces. As the last Doom Slayer, you have been resurrected to do one thing, to cleanse this world and send them back to where they came from. Now, the reason I played this game, I know it's from 2016... It's because the game I played previously was a game called um, Outlast, where you had no weapons and people were trying to kill you. So I thought it'd be fun to do the opposite, play a horror game where you have all the weapons and see how that how empowering that is. Do you feel like a Republican? Yeah, super much. Okay. But you're taking on demons, so it's okay. Uh, this game is almost a little bit, for the first half of the game, almost therapeutic. You go around, you fuck shit up, and it's so easy and fun. Then once you get to halfway point, it gets so fucking stressful and hard and frustrating that I almost quit. But then I, I figured out some strategies. I went with it. It's a really fun game. If you don't mind violence, uber violence. Core Americans, so we don't. It is a little bit re- repetitive, but basically every level is you go into a room, a bunch of demons spawn, and then you got to kill them all. And the way you have to get health is you have to rip their skulls open and get health from, the, from their dead corpses. That's um, survival skills right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh... I'm not going to play this again anytime soon or the sequel anytime soon, but it was definitely something worth playing. Give it four out of five. Not going to go that much into it because, like Tasha said, people have probably played this before. Yeah. All right. So the new thing, the next thing we're going to review is something that just came out like yesterday. So I think we're good on that. <laughs> uh, it is called The Witches. It is a remake of the Roald Dahl uh, movie that came out in the 90s and based on the books of Roald, by Roald Dahl that came out in the 80s. Now I'm going to give a little bit of backstory for this. As a kid, I was really into Roald Dahl. Basically, I was a Hooked on Fox kid. I couldn't read until like second grade. My parents got me Hooked on Fox. Best thing they ever did for me. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Uh, it's, a pro- it's a program, if you never heard of it, that helps people learn how to read. And once I went through that program, I started reading like crazy. And one of the things I got most into was Roald Dahl books. I liked them so much that when my parents would ground me, they would take away my books. Like, you are not allowed to read right now. We are taking away your books. So what I would do it came up with a system where I could hide in a certain area of my room, monitor the door, and they wouldn't be able to see if I was reading or not, and secretly read books when I was grounded. And he was one of the main people I read when I was doing that. So I loved his books. He's very important to me. Most people probably know him as the guy who created Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or wrote the James Bond screenplay, You Only Live Twice. Probably that's his most famous thing. Uh, so yeah, it's very important to me. So we watched this movie last night. 
to give it a try. Uh, also, you love Anne Hathaway. I like her. She's not one of my favorites, but I do like her a lot. Uh, the plot is that witches are in a hotel and they have to deal with them. That's basically it. Stars Anne Hathaway, uh, Livy, Octavia Spencer, uh, Chris Rock, and the, the other characters in there I don't think are well enough known to make make it worth saying who they are, but the kids did a good job. All right, so uh, Tasha, what did you think of The Witches? It felt like a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't grow up with this. I didn't know it was a thing. I thought it was just a kid's movie that they made for Halloween. And then Carl spoke about all of his importance to the movie and the book, and then... I was like, this is why you didn't date more in school, but that's okay. Also because my brother spread rumors about me. I think that's what hurt me more than the books. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was cute. It was cute. Watch it with your kids. I think there's like, there's no cursing or anything. So I think you guys are good. Yeah, it's it's rated PG. Um, It's less scary if you've seen the 90s one. The 90s movie is infamously too scary for kids even though it was a kids movie this one's much less that it's too scary this no this one's not that scary not scary at all oh um i'd say watch it watch it with your kids on halloween yeah it was definitely stay inside don't spread the rona it was definitely fun sometimes i like i've never seen anne hathaway go for as much as she went for in this movie it's a very big performance sometimes it was a bit it was a bit much every once in a while a little cringy but I appreciate the effort going into that. My main your history with the book. Sure, but my main problem was, and I'm not sure if this is the same thing with the book or not. I haven't read the book since I was in elementary school. Is that everything came way too easy? Like every plot they had, kind of just easily worked out. There's no twists or turns to it. The bro also wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That does not go easy. Everything in that gets it fucked up. It went pretty easy for uh, Grandpa Joe. Yeah, went <laughs> great for him. <laughs> Even though he did horrible, he's, like, he's the whole reason that Charlie went against Willy Wonka's orders is because he's like, hey, let's just drink this potion. It's going to make us float. Charlie was a good kid, got corrupted by his evil grandpa, who, who just, just stayed, stayed in bed, bed for years until he had a chance to go to a chocolate factory. Oh, yeah. Inter- oh. Eating cabbage soup. Also, I, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm pretty sure I heard that Ron Dahl is not a great person, that he's pretty racist, so I'm probably sure he wasn't in, when they've been into the fact that in this movie, they changed some of the characters into African-Americans. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't like that. Also, I uh, think some of the stuff was anti... He's also a little bit anti-Semitic, is what I heard. So maybe that, he might be about, think, that might be a thing about why the witches have such big noses. Uh, there's not a lot of great things in there. But he's a creative writer, so you got to think we're good with bad, especially with older people. And he's an old guy. He found, like, World War One or something like that. All right, so I say uh, I give this movie a 3.5 out of 5 stars. It's worth watching, especially because it's free on HBO Max. But it's not its not going to be a classic. It's not going to be the new Hocus Pocus, no. oh, which I think no. is what they wanted to be. Probably. Because Hocus Pocus is pretty campy, too. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen it since a little kid. I have no idea if it's good or not, but I know it has a following. Yeah, it's a hell of a following. Um, yeah, three, 3 out of 5. All right, and the last thing I want to talk about, because I'm such a big fan of creator Mike Flanagan. I want to talk about The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, this is made by... Sa- Mike Flanagan also made The Haunting of Hill House, which is a Netflix miniseries. This is kind of his follow-up, a spiritual sequel. Uh, there, he also made the movie uh, Hush. He made Doctor Sleep. He's made Before Awake. It's pretty fun. It's pretty good. It had, it had problems, but I think everything I've seen of Mike Flanagan, 
which I've seen everything except for one more movie. And one more movie that I've seen everything he's done has been worth seeing. Absentia. Why haven't you seen it? I haven't gotten around to it yet. But you want to see one of his best things, check out Oculus, movie about an evil mirror, which was my first introduction to him and turned out amazing. Shouldn't be good, but it was. Same thing, you made Ouija Origin of Evil, which was the sequel to Ouija. And that was really good. He could take shitty-looking concepts and make them great. So this one, after I'm all pairs, tra- tragic death, Henry hires a young American nanny to take care for... To, I cannot read today. To care for his orphan niece and nephew. Are you sure that hooked on phonics work? Yeah. <laughs> it's harder to read out loud than it is to read in your head. And I used, to, I used to practice. I used to read out loud in my room and, like, act out books so I would be practice for acting. I haven't done that in many years, so my reading out loud skills have a little bit gone down the toilet. All right. After an all pairs tragic death, Henry hires a young American nanny to care for his orphan niece and nephew, who reside at Bly Manor with the chief, with a chef, Owen, groundskeeper Jamie, and housekeeper Mrs. Gross. Uh, stars a couple of the people from Hill House, uh, but okay, Victoria Pedretti, Oliver Jackson Cohen, they were both from Hill House. Uh, Milia Eve, Tania Miller, Raul. Oh, I feel bad not saying the name right, so I'm not going to say his name. Uh, Henry Thomas, who played Elliot and E.T., uh, and great performances from uh, the children in the in this series, Amelia Bay Smith, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. Uh, Tasha, what did you think of Haunting on Bly Manor? I liked it. I think if we're going to compare them, it was... It's hard lot, It's hard not to compare them. It's a lot slower than the first season. Okay. Like, I, I feel like... But also, like, I feel like because the first season... This season only has two kids, Okay. I feel like the first season had, there was like, what, five kids? So they four. were. Oh, sure. There's five. Okay, whatever. The, the, the number does not there matter. There was five, sir. The number does not matter. Let's just continue on. Anyway, so I feel like there's probably a lot more spooky stuff because spooky things scare kids. Um, and um, I, don't, I don't know what to say without spoiling. I well, okay, I'll, I'll say this. We're going to do like a general talk now, but in a little bit we're going to say spoilers from here on out. And we're going to get delve more into stuff. So just your overall thoughts. Um, I liked it. It was fun. It did take a while for me to get into it because I was like, oh, heck yeah, this is on. This is on. We got to go watch it. And then the first couple of episodes, I'm like, okay, this is good story. But like, where, where them ghosts at? Yeah. I'll say this. Hill House was a horror story. It was all about, it was all about jump scares. And not just all about that. It's actually about more than that. He's really good at plot. But it had a ton of jump scares and suspense in it. Mm-hmm. This one's more like a mystery with ghosts in it. That it's not scary in the least, but it's intriguing. I loved it from the first episode, but I love his writing. And my thing with Mike Flanagan is, I think he writes great horror stories. And the reason why his horror stories are better than most uh-huh. is because if you take away the horror in his stuff, there's, there's still, still a still great a story. story there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm always drawn in. It's usually about people dealing with tragedy, uh, both symbolic and also, you know, real and stuff like that and how, how is portrayed in the show and his characters are always very fleshed out uh he has telltale things that he often does usually his stories take place in both the present and then the past yeah uh often on this one there's like a ghost with like a name and then you find out the twist about that name and it blows your mind later on uh he has lots of telltale signs but it's always solid storytelling and that's why i was never disappointed by this because I thought the story was so good from the beginning. And he lays so many Easter eggs of, like, yeah. things that, that interest you. Like, the thing I like about the fact that these are miniseries rather than full-on shows is that, like, watch a show like Lost. Lost will lay, lay out a Black billion... Blackstone, Whitestone. 
Well, well they'll, they'll, lay, they'll lay out a billion different mysteries. And you never know for certain if you're going to get the answer to those things. Because, and how's them you don't? And you don't. With a miniseries, you go like, they know where the beginning and the end is for this thing. They have a limited amount of episodes, so they are going to start answering them. And by episode four, you are already starting to get answers to questions yeah. that you had. I love that. Uh, so we'll rate it, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty of certain things. Are you sure we're not going to do your peanut butter thing first? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, we got, like, three more. Yeah, three more. Uh, next person. Jason Alexander. No. Wrong. He's a main character in a TV show we watch. What? He is in Harley Quinn. He's oh, a guy in real That doesn't film. count. That is acting. That doesn't count. That is acting. That is acting. That's He's a acting. cartoon. I never said anything. How cartoon. are you supposed to know a cartoon versus a live action? Doesn't matter. He's working. This is. I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> then you then you lose. You have two more to get me on. You said if I got three wrong, I quit. No, you have one more after the third wrong. So if you get one more wrong. I'm safe. You have two more. We're going up to the buzzer on this. All right. So uh, let's break this this show uh, before we get into it. Uh, out of how many mouthfuls of batter would you give, give this out of five? Like four and a half. Four and yeah, a half? still pretty good. Okay. I thought you'd have a different take than me. I also give it four and a half out of five mouthfuls of batter, which is one of my favorite ridiculous scenes in this thing. Uh, but it was a really well-told story. Uh, now let's get into spoiler alert from here on out. Uh, let's just get into the nitty-gritty of this thing. Should you have finished the peanut butter thing before the spoiler alert? Oh, sure. Yeah, let's come back. <laughs> if you haven't left there, we'll finish this up. We'll do two more because that's all we have, and then we can go into the spoilers. Julia Louise Dreyfus. Are you counting old Navy commercials? No, it has to be in TV shows or movies. But she's acting. I, I already gave him the, given the criteria. No, homie's taking a break. Yeah, but Veep didn't end that long ago, so you screwed up. I'm, I don't want to play your game. And if you would have gotten this one right, you would have for sure gotten me with the next one, because Michael Richards. Kramer. I don't care. I don't want to play your game anymore. He has not worked I don't really. I don't on your podcast anymore. He has not really worked since he had the old N-words fiasco bullshit. in 2006. Yeah, good on, good on that. Don't hire him. <laughs> yeah, so, the, so yay. I was so scared because the Veep did not end that long ago and you knew I watched Veep. So I thought it was for sure fucked once we got up but there. But you literally watched NYPD Blue and that show ended 35 years ago. Yeah, but I was following Veep as it ended. All How right. am I supposed to know that? Because I just talked about new Veep seasons out. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm safe. That's all that matters. No peanut butter. No peanut butter. No peanut butter. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I was really scared. I thought for sure at the end. All right, let's get into the nitty gritty of Hauntina Bly Manor. Okay, this not might be not that fun because I'm still butthurt about this. Okay. You change the rules. So some things I thought was interesting. Do you think uh, was the ghost of her of the main character's dead fiance was that a ghost or is that in her head? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I mean, if they're in your head, they're still ghosts, right? Not in this series where there's literally ghosts. Um. That's why I meant like, more about uh, some of them are are figurative ghosts and some of them are literal ghosts. That is. She it, only saw them in the mirror, though. Right? Not necessarily. She also saw them at the campfire. Uh, she saw them in a few other places. Uh, she saw them in her bed. And something in oh, wasn't it reflective though? No, like, she saw his hand in bed uh, next to her. I don't think he was real. No, but I think he was based on what Bly Manor is. 
Yeah, because he doesn't has no connection to that. It's like quasi her murder gu- house. Her guilt yeah. was was haunting her. And like she shouldn't feel guilty because she didn't technically kill the dude. No, but it'd be hard not to feel that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think what I was trying to say before, before no spoilers, was right. um, uh, in this the kids are accustomed to the ghosts already. Yes. In the other season, they weren't. Yeah, and the ghosts, in, ghosts in a, in a, in in haunting of Hill House were more confrontational. Yeah. These ones like only one, shush. only one was like one was a dick <laughs> because he was not a great person. But the thing I even liked about him, Peter, uh, the the guy you first see is just like a random guy to see at the house. You don't know he's a ghost at first. Yeah. Uh, is that even if he is a bad person, he felt like he felt well-rounded to me. Like he had the bad past that he was using as an excuse for his actions, which I thought made him interesting rather than just being pure evil. Yeah. He felt he was justified because of his, his past. Yeah. And then like, but if by that same logic, I can do those dickish things and you'd be like, you know what? You had a bad past. It's okay. No, but I don't think I never say it was OK. I think people use a bad past as justification. It's never good to do those things. Okay. The ghosts were basically normal people for the most part at first. Uh, but then homie kills his like quasi girlfriend. Yeah. No, that, was, that was fucked up. And then he tries to put her body in the body of a child. OK, that, let's talk about that. That's what, If they stayed together. That's what I was thinking. So it's like he wants to take his girlfriend who he loves so much. He wants to take on the body. Like this is all about in the end about possessing people. He wants to possess the brother. He wants her to possess the sister. Do they intend to carry on that relationship? Because that's what I was thinking the yeah. entire time. It's like this is gross. But I mean like to be honest, here's the thing. They don't even look alike. And if they go to America, nobody's going to ask questions. They'll be like, oh, these two British people are together. <laughs> like especially if they went down south. I know, but, but it's so gross. Yeah, I thought about that too. But then, like, they never said anything. He kept saying, like, now you have your freedom. But, like, first of all, don't kill your girlfriend. Yeah. Don't possess, then kill your girlfriend. Yeah. And then put her in a little kid's body. It was definitely. Gr- granted, that little girl was hella flush with money. Yes. Um. So then, if we're going to be on the whole part of, like, demons versus ghosts. Okay. The, the main, the Uncle Henry, was that his... Demon? That's his demon. Right? That's his guilt right. demon. Yeah. His brother called him out on like what he really is. And then after he died from... He blamed himself for the parents dying because yeah, yeah. if they hadn't had the affair, they wouldn't have gone to rekindle their relationship and they wouldn't have died and everything like that. So it's haunting him. Do you think it's he ever told side. Flora that that was his daughter? I don't think so. Uh-huh. But he car- I think from then on he carried on a fatherly role. Even though... Which he really was, but I don't think she ever knew that for certain. But he cared about her like she knew he cared about her like yeah, a father. Yeah. You know what? Like I like how like the they go to meet after after all of a sudden and everybody leaves Blind Manor, which is a dope ass house, by the yeah. way. They all leave, then they go meet up for dinner, and they're like, "Hey, do you think Uncle Henry's ever gonna tell the kids about the what happened there?" And they're like, "No, man, that's too traumatic. Just let them have a happy life." Yeah. And then the night before their wedding, she's like, bro, I got a story for you guys. Yeah, and okay, let's talk about that. Like, it is a decent twist. And I figured it out, like, well, I figured it out early in that episode, the final episode about the twist with that. Uh-huh. I think you probably, everyone did. Uh, I figured I figured the first episode, it had to be somebody from the story. I, I figured too. I thought it too. was Danny at first. Yeah, so did I. Uh, but uh, just imagine this, because this always bugs me in movies and TV shows when this happens. It was necessary for the twist. But nobody's gonna sit around at a at a at a wedding rehearsal wedding. Yeah, yeah. for an eight hour 
ghost story. Of someone that, from someone you vaguely remember, too. And, like, going, like, into, like, small, like, into the nitty-gritty details. Like, it's not just, like, and this crazy thing happened. It's also about, like, and we started boinking. It's just, like, okay, do we really need that part and of the story? Ima- imagine, like, they go on their honeymoon and, like, she just gets severe PTSD and She suddenly remembers, yeah, yeah. It comes back. Uh, so, uh, we talked to... Also, well, the whole breaking the curse thing, why did that break the curse? Because, okay, uh, she was, she had an identity again. She was with somebody. It, it's just kind of, she had a freedom from that place now. She's able to let go of the place because she now had a new home. I, I like Loki, like, at the end when they're leaving. I was like, no, it's going to keep her there. I hated it. Oh, here's the thing. Okay, so in the in the last episode, in order to save Abigail, the little girl, from drowning, uh, Danny, the the Is that her name? Abigail? Yeah. Didn't they call her Flora? Flora. I don't know why I got Abigail. Maybe that's her name name. I don't know. Uh, Amelia. No, I don't know where I got Abigail from. There's nobody named Abigail. To keep Flora for drowning, Danny the au pair basically allows the, the lady of the lake to possess her. But only kind of does. Like, she's inside her, but because she's been so down for so long, she doesn't have a full self yet, so she's slowly growing in power. And it's the curse of the thing. So then Danny is living... For years, with the possibility that she's going to lose herself someday. What do you think of that? You said you didn't like the ending, so I'm guessing this is what you didn't like? Uh. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> okay, I didn't like the ending. One. Um, I, I get. Okay, I. The, the whole curse breaking, I was like, that's. I don't know, I feel like a cop out to me. Like, all of a sudden, like. That's what lifted the curse. I didn't like it at first, but as we live with the curse and live with her living with with taking her in, it felt so. I, I felt so much into that whole sequence, and I loved that sequence so much. And I was just drawn into that relationship because you knew it was going to end badly. Huh? I knew it was going to end badly. And you will. You always love it when people die I, at the end. But it was a, it was a beautiful episode. Yeah. I was saying with both both that, that part was good. Both Bly like, Manor and Haunting of Hill House, although they're horror stories. They're beautiful stories with surprisingly beautiful endings. And I thought that was amazing. Um, and the life that they had with each other was so nice. And and uh, the gardener, what was her name? Um, uh, Jamie. She was so good in those sequences, just dealing with the fact that she was losing, slowly losing the person that she loved. It felt to me like almost symbolism of like living with someone with Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. Like slowly losing themselves and just trying to hold them together and... Knowing that you only have so no, much time. And that part was good. It was devastating. But I, just, like, I just didn't think the whole part of like her breaking the curse all of a sudden. But they they laid the groundwork for that in the previous prequel episode. They had the you with me, it's us. And then they the episode before that, when they tried to take over people's bodies, they had that. They they laid the groundwork for that being a significant thing to do, in my opinion. Okay. And then I didn't like the ending ending the ending ending part where like she's at the like wedding and she's like Surprise! I know they didn't want to tell you this story. But the kids didn't remember. It only made her feel something. I mean, I think I think she knew it wasn't going to actually make the kid remember. It was just going to kind of, like, make her feel something. And she did. It made her... And then she leaves the doors everywhere she sleeps That's open. creepy. That's a bad idea. Yeah. I Especially will... being a gay person in the 80s. Yeah. Like, I feel like... This takes place in 87. Yeah. Like, that's not good. Or early 90s by that point or whatever. Yeah, I think it's a little bit later, probably. But, like, that's still not No, it's the not best a good idea. Ever. Especially a lady living by herself. She's, like, in hotels and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, too. Yeah. I will say, and I was holding out for this, I didn't think it was going to happen, but it's like, maybe I was thinking that the door was going to start to open at the end. And for a split second, my, my eyes made me think it was. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, no, it didn't move at all. 
I wanted them to have their happy ending. I she loved, was there at the end. She her, was not. Her hand was on her shoulder. I did not see that. It was on her shoulder. I'm going to double check, check that. I didn't see that. Are you going to fact check me? Yeah, I'm going to fact check you. Just because I didn't see that. I was maybe as well get the door. You're talking about the sequence where she's at the door. Because a few times I thought it would, she'd peer she's behind her. She's at the door and she sits down. I did not see that. I don't know. Oh my God. Maybe our screen was too fucking dark, but I didn't see that. I saw Jamie sit down and watch the door. And then there's a hand on her shoulder. Not see that. Okay, anyways. Okay. Uh, well, that's beautiful what happened because I love that. I want them to have a happy ending. So moral of the story, don't date abusive people. Yes. Um, don't let abusive men possess you, uh, literally, to kill you. Don't get murdered by little kids possessed by people. Yes. This is gross. That was a great twist. At first, yeah. I thought she was a time traveler. I really did. Really? I thought, like, the house messes with time and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, talked like, about that. And, like, she was, like, a person that was, like, got caught up in that, and she was experiencing time. And that's why she would phase, phase out for a little bit, like, uh-huh. zone out, was that she was trying to figure out what time she mm-hmm. was in. But then it turns out, no, she's, like, ghosts, like, sending you to your memories. And I guess ghosts also kind of live in their memories. I think they thought the performances well, were that's great. that's all they have at that point, yeah. right? They're no longer building Well, this whole themselves. thing is this whole thing is about grief and li- living in the past and missed chances and stuff like that. I love the, the 80s way... 80s was a wild time. The way they tried to convince the kids to allow themselves to be possessed. You can only permanently possess somebody if they give you their permission was telling them that you would be in a place where your parents are forever and be in happy memories. That's such a, a great idea for something to do in a story about grief. These kids are grieving. They may seem... They've been like grieving for kids. like two years. But they're, you know, the children dealing no, with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not discounting yeah, okay. that. I'm just saying they've been grieving for two years. That's a long time. Their 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 uncle never comes to see them. They have strange, like, I think at the beginning of the show, like, the au pair was like, why do you keep running ads every month? And the guy was like, we can't keep anybody there. Which, yeah. low-key, I thought they were killing everybody every month. <laughs> yeah, well, we both threw out the theory for a little bit. We thought everyone was dead when it started. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I, I love the twists in there. Um, I was a big fan of Owen just because he loved throwing out puns, and he's such a likable character. And I was really rooting for... There's so many love stories in here. I was really rooting for Mrs. Gross and Owen to get together, but yeah, that didn't did, happen. Right? They loved each other. I, yeah, but they never got that their moment together. I really... It, it moved me, their, their story. Uh, I thought uh, the woman who played Mrs. Jessel, the first off mm-hmm. did a great job, and she was kind of tempted, and she, you know... She was in an abusive relationship and couldn't see it for what it was. And she was a little bit tempted to do what his evil plan was. Mm-hmm. But she there's a point where she says, no one should ever have to give that much. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was beautiful. I thought her character was very well done, had a great arc. Everyone had a great arc. Her scene where she looks crying at her dead body was so good. Everyone's so amazing in this story. I think Mike Flanagan is a great writer-director and just gets the best out of these people. You uh, the Snyder cut still, though? Oh, yeah. Fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, if you've not seen many the Mike Snyder Flanagan stuff... This, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> if you've not seen many, many Mike Flanagan stuff, rent his movies. They're a blast. They're always worth seeing. He took a book I didn't like, uh, Gerald's Game. Adapted that oh, for Netflix. That? Yeah. Carl Gugino, who loves working with her. Uh, she's in this, right? She's in this. She's a storyteller. Yeah, okay. Um, he, and he made that a good story. I hated that book. I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Really... Check out Mike Flanagan. So, uh, although I give a slightly lower rating than I give Hill House, but you give a perfect five out of five, they're both worth seeing and they're both special. Just don't expect pop outs, just expect a moving story. They even say at the end, this is not a horror story, this is a love story. And I feel like because of that, you can probably watch this well into cuffing season. In, into what season? Cuffing season, like the holidays. Okay. Like you get a boyfriend. Okay. Or a girlfriend. Of, I've never or heard somebody. of cuffing season. Yeah. 
It's like the season. Okay. And then you guys dumped them after Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Um, so that given that, like it's it's not even like presented around Halloween time in the show either. No. So you can watch it anytime. Yeah. Hill House is a Halloween story. This is just a beautiful story. Uh, so that has been the podcast for this week. Thank you so much. Are you gonna get me something for now? listening? I'm not giving you anything. You didn't win. You why will a loser get something? You should give me something. I won. Actually, you know what? My prize is no peanut butter. I'm so happy. I was resigned to the fact that I still, even after wreaking it that much in my favor, that I was still going to have to eat this stuff. So I'm so happy. Thank you, Tasha, for doing this I again. I love doing this podcast with you. I love you. No. Ouch. I'll uh, only love you. I'll only know how much you love me after I die. Because then you could be like, she was so beautiful. You're such a good person. And then you haunt me without a face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me back up a little bit. What do you think of the interruption of the story with the prequel thing? Because, like, they were at the most intense part of the story. I feel like they didn't have to add it, but, like, it, I didn't hate it either. Well, I think it was important to get that story in there, but maybe it could have been 20 minutes do you think, rather than a full episode. Do you think it had to be the whole... You Do you really think they had to just tell the story of those two ghosts, or they could have just been like, they're ghosts here and they live here and we don't know how they got here? I hate when there's no explanation. I complained about that in my review. Uh, uh, you weren't here for that episode. When I reviewed the book, The Elementals, for this podcast, I, I said one of the things I really hated about that book was there was no explanation for, for the things that happened. There was just sand ghosts, and it pissed me off. So I, I need an explanation. Because usually in horror stories, in haunted, haunted stories, there's a beautiful tragedy that sparks this. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's no good backstory. It's not worth it for me. All right. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been Unlicensed Entertainment. Remember... If you want to hear a story two weeks after it happened, come back to Unlicensed Entertainment.